Hello and welcome to the Doomsday Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Burke. I'm joined by Nate Burleson, and we're going to be talking all things Cowboys football. Uh, what in God's name just happened on Sunday? Well, I mean, they were. it was three good quarters of football and one absolute terrible quarter of football. The only I, I'm going to be honest, it felt like four terrible quarters of <laughs> it football really did. and like 13 seconds of happiness. It was more like the Falcons – lost than it was the Cowboys won, if that makes yeah, any sense. One and one. That. It's still going to be one and one, but it felt more like the Falcons lost. But at the same time, I walk away from that game feeling a little bit better about what the Cowboys could be this year because it takes a lot for a team to go down 20 to zero and find a way to come back and win. No matter what, even, even if you did mess up and you did shoot yourself in the foot to go down 20 to zero, they did find a way to make it back. I mean, they probably shouldn't have won the game. They shouldn't have been able to get that onside kick, but they won. They're one and one now, so I'm kind of happy. I felt like we deserved to beat the Rams more than we deserved to beat the Falcons, but I'll mm-hmm. take a win. Yeah. Um, I, w- I don't know if you saw this uh, statistic going around, but um, well, there was the the there's been 440 games where an NFL team has scored 39 points or more and had no turnovers. The Falcons are the first team to lose with that. Yeah, I did read also, something about that. Also, with three minutes left in the game, the Cowboys had a 0.1% chance of winning. Mm-hmm. They led for that zero seconds. That onside kick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious if you think that was a, was a good onside kick or just a blunder by the Falcons. Well, it was actually – I mean, it was a bad onside kick because a competent team who was ready to play would have pounced on it after it went five yards going super slow. But you can see – Multiple Falcons players back away from the from the, from ball, the ball. Yeah, as they wait for See, it to I, get to I the ten yards. I think they thought it wasn't going to make it. I think they yeah, thought it was that's exactly make. what happened. I saw people trying to say that yeah. they're they're stupid and they should have hopped on it right there. They should have, but they thought it wasn't going to make it. And by like the, I don't think it would have no. rolled much further past than what it did. <laughs> but it, they it made it. So like I guess not even a yard. Yeah, I guess it has to be a good onside kick because they got it. They recovered <laughs> it, it, and then they marched down the field. So I guess it has to be a good. Oh, yeah, pick. I I was so all right. I want to ask you what are your negative takeaways and your positive takeaways from the game. So my negative takeaways, of course, are going to be turnovers. Those those turnovers that happen yeah. are inexcusable. I get one fumble. I kind of get two, but three lost fumbles in what eight minutes it was absolutely ridiculous and the fourth one was like uh still don't know if we got that one yeah exactly yeah and you can't fumble that many times in a game you can't turn the ball over like that it just it just sucks um like mike mccarthy too was trying to trying to gamble so much and this is a it's negative thing to me because it didn't work multiple times with the punter see i I get going for it on fourth down. I don't get not trusting your offense, mm-hmm. especially the way Dak played. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not – with three receivers like that and Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know why you're having your punter throw a, a 15-yard pass just to get five yards. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. It was just like a bad 
it was a bad throw too and it was it was actually a throw yeah. the punter might have been able like that chris jones might have actually been able to make if it was a kind of i know any any yeah but you couldn't throw but it it's just it's kind of unlucky for mike mccarthy it's one of those things where if he gets it it's a great I, it's a great decision everyone's praising he's him. a genius he's a genius mm-hmm. if he doesn't get it he's an idiot who should have never tried it in the first place that's the problem is that you can't Exactly. You have to be able to take risks. And I actually think this is good because it's a guy in his first couple games deciding to take these insane risks. That doesn't really happen a lot. Nope, not, not a lot of coaches are given the leeway in their first game, in their first in their second That's game, true. to actually try these things, especially in the first home game. It's well, I think he's also trying to prove that he's not Jason Garrett. Exactly. exactly. He's There's that to, element. But, but are these risks smart? We saw last week mm. going for it on fourth down and not taking the field goal, and that was costing just, us the game. I think that uh, was just going stupid. for it, going for the two point conversion when we didn't have to then, which mm-hmm. then resulted in us having to do the onside kick, and then the play call. Why are you tossing it like six yards back to Z? Like, I don't know. It was. I, I'm I'm definitely not that confident coming away from the game with our coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I mean, our de- I know our defense wasn't going to be good, but oh my god, yeah, we can't get any pressure. <laughs> That's a big thing because when a defense can't apply any pressure, when we start playing guys like I mean, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson this week, that's going to be kind Lamar of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. They do have to play. They, they have to play a lot of very tough, a lot of tough teams this year with a lot of solid yeah. quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, not our division. Yeah, fortunately, actually, not our division. It's actually kind of amazing how I know. poor our division is this year. We yeah. could go eight and eight and, and make, make the playoffs, playoffs without yeah, actually the NFC having West to is win. Gonna, a team 16. in the NFC West is going to hate us this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The inner, well, they did expand the playoffs a little bit. That's year. true. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I I think you shouldn't complain too much. What is it? Seven teams now instead of six. So it's like there's an extra little slot for that NFC West yeah. team. Yeah. I feel like they'll be fine. I mean. You, mm-hmm. football is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, the way the 49ers are looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, With the 49ers injuries just got so banged up. If this was a general Brutalized. NFL show, we'd probably spend the first 30 minutes as like kind of an obituary talking, talking about straight each up, player yeah. that got oh, hurt. Thank man. you. The Cowboys might have actually been the only team this week to not have a starter get hurt. Yeah, we're going to be getting uh, Tom and Smith back for the next game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at it, this is might actually be a plus weekend in the terms of mm-hmm. the nfl because oh yeah definitely mm-hmm. if i could have one player takeaway from the game i want to hear yours too but this might be a controversial opinion or hot take right now i think trayvon diggs may have been our best draft pick this year mm. like cd lamb is no mm. is no joke he's the real deal he could be a wide receiver one mm-hmm. but trayvon diggs is our most valuable draft pick See, yeah, and it's huge because you see him running around. You see him with so much energy. We needed, a, we needed great, we needed a great defense for a while. We needed a great secondary for a Julio while. Julio Jones got like one catch for four mm-hmm. yards. Yeah, and they, then, I mean that the catch. Him. If he didn't, if he caught that, game's over. Mm-hmm. The trick play that they ran with him and the ball just bounced off his fingers. Oh, if yeah. he caught that, game's over. Mm-hmm. So like, so many things could have gone different for this team for us to to had the go right for us to win the game but. exactly and if you see like the first few um the first few possessions from atlanta they went three and out on the first one three and out mm-hmm. on the second one 
then they score their first touchdown on an the easy fumble. field. It was easy yeah. field position, 22 yards. They score another touchdown that they started on their own 48. And then they get a field goal. They actually didn't. There were actually a couple times where the Falcons got a field goal where if they were to get a touchdown, the game would have been pulled. Oh, yeah, no. Our defense did a good job. It even showed up where they had to show up. Mm-hmm. But my concerns are more. We knew coming into the season our secondary wasn't going to be that great. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why we invested so much on the defensive front mm-hmm. to get after the quarterback. There was one sack that game. One sack. One sack. The Falcons don't have a great O line. So that's and also our lack of turnovers. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we got a pick last week, but that yeah, felt, but it was like, a, that it came was, off of a it's off of a, a contra- yeah a miss miss call. So takeaways we get turnovers. Takeaways are going to be important, especially if yeah. they if they start turning the ball over a lot, like how they did in the first quarter. They're going to lose a lot of games this year. Because I don't think they're going to be able to get enough takeaways to negate the turnovers. No, yeah. If if they turn the ball over, like, well, the uh, the strip sack when you have two undrafted uh, rookies playing tackle, hmm. that's bound to happen. Yeah. Dak's going to get hit from behind at some point. I'm shocked he didn't get uh, sacked more during the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like they were able but, to get the ball away. They were able mm-hmm. to do things to kind of open they, up the yeah. middle of the field. Exactly. But yeah, I mean when I look at it, they the Falcons scored um two touchdowns that were like long drives, like twelve plays, seventy-five yards in the first in the first quarter. I mean the first half. Um then you had one in the second half. It was like eleven plays, seventy-four yards. So I mean it was just I feel like if the Cowboys didn't have those turnovers, I think we would have actually been able to handily win this game. I think they would have been able to handily beat the Falcons if it wasn't for that insane first quarter yeah. with all of the um, turnovers. You, you, you're probably right. And then they I found mean, a way to win. We couldn't stop Calvin Ridley, but yeah. So, I mean, you take a one where you can get it. And now I'd rather be going into Seattle 1-1 one and one than 0-2 mm. because yeah. Russell Wilson's playing like the best quarterback second best josh allen josh allen let me tell you about josh allen man that jo- guy oh, is on oh. all right well josh allen played the jets in the in, in, in the Dolphins. yeah but my my fantasy team is reaping the benefits so that's oh okay that's it yeah yeah no he's, bias is there he's moving he's moving the ball and speaking of running quarterbacks not playing the bills this year and speaking of running quarterbacks, Dak Prescott became the first quarterback to throw for over 400 yards and run for three touchdowns in the same That's game. That's my quarterback. Yeah. I I'm don't t- know how anyone comes away from that game and says, man, the Cowboys would have lost if this didn't happen. It was all Dak's fault. Like, how could you mm-hmm. possibly watch that game and think any of this happened was Dak's fault? It was like, honestly, like, actually, it was honestly just absurd what was happening. Like, a part of that has to be bad luck. Right, the first few turnovers, part of that has to be bad luck. I, I mean, Zeke, you, you, Zeke has turned the ball over before, but like when it was raining out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Dalton Schultz is a backup tight end, so that's kind of expected. I mean, he still played really well though. Rest of the game after that turnover, he was the leading receiver on the team. Yeah, exactly. Dalton yeah. Schultz and mm-hmm. um, Jarwin. I think that's going to be a good tight end 
Yeah, it's not going to be one of the best in the league, but no, we're seeing a lot of great tight ends playing this year. um, See, I still think they draft a tight end. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked. Some of these newer tight ends that have been drafted, like uh, like Noah Fant, he's Mm. good. He's very good. I think I think that they have a chance to if they could get Dak a good tight end target who can also cover the run block and the pass block. Tampa Bay has like. They got two backup tower. Yeah, they have too many good tight ends. OJ Howard and Rob Gronk. Cameron and Cameron Bray. Although Gronk hasn't been playing too well this year, though, has he? Hasn't he kind of just been a non-factor? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really watched much of the uh, Buccaneers yet. Mm -hmm. But um, me neither. The so I guess we should probably start talking about next week's game. game Yeah, sure. Seattle. We're gonna be at Seattle. No mm-hmm. fans, so that eliminates the 12th man, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seahawks' offense is scary. Russell Wilson's playing like an MVP candidate, which, honestly, if the way things go, is he's going to win it. Uh, their offensive line has probably been the best it's been in years. Uh, they've got all the running backs healthy. Chris Carson's tearing up things. Uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett seem unstoppable right now. And then – yeah, Russell Wilson's just torching up. He torched the Falcons' defense. That's not hard, but he torched the, the Patriots' secondary. Oh, yeah. Which is very impressive. When I was now, watching that game. I feel like Tyler Lockett is going to get at least 130 yards on the count. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's going to be on, like, four catches, too. Mm-hmm. He's just going to catch him and run. I'm On I'm the opposite nervous. side, though, the Seattle defense, they lost their best pass rusher, Bruce Irvin. They lost the slot cornerback. They gave up a massive game to, to Matt Ryan. They gave up a massive game to, to, to Cam Newton. And the Patriots don't exactly have, like, a stout offense. So They don't have the weapons this, with the Cowboys. No. I would this argue, is going to be I would another high-scoring game. Yeah, I would almost argue the Falcons don't have the weapons that the Cowboys do. So, I guess when you look not, at Not the running game. So, I guess when you look at it, I think if we can get the running game going early, and Zeke can start kind of churning up seven-yard gains mm-hmm. to eight-yard gains, and we can actually wear their defense down. We can keep Russell Wilson off the field. That's yeah. that's all you can really do to win because this game is going to come down to one score. It's going to come down to one team uh, getting the lucky break. A nice the good 40 timing, to 38 victory. Yeah. Something like that. It's gonna. I feel like it might mm-hmm. – I'm not sure if it's going to end on a field goal, but I think one team is going to be – just shy of winning. Like if they had an extra two minutes, if they had an extra minute, I think yeah. they could win. It's Seattle's no favored by five and a half. Five and a half. Wow. Yeah. Coming into the game. I hadn't even read that yet. I think the I think that's a little generous, to be honest, towards the Seahawks. I think I mean Cowboys are getting Tyron Smith back. Mm-hmm. That's huge. We're not getting everyone. I mean, I know Demarcus Lawrence, though. He may be out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I, definitely not good. It's almost like impossible to to keep up anymore. With the um, injuries, yeah. <laughs> sorry, everyone's getting hurt. I don't. I don't really know what's going on. All right, so we're looking at um, a pretty solid start to the year, all things considered. One and one. Oh yeah. I mean, they mm-hmm. should. Knowing about these first three games, which were going to be tough from the beginning, I think anything worse than two and one would be killer for the team going forward. Because this is one of the most I, difficult schedules, I think, in the NFL. 
See, I, I disagree. I think if we lose to Seattle, if it's a close game, if it's not like mm-hmm. – if they play – if they don't play like they did the first quarter and they keep the game close and it's a loss like the Rams, then our schedule is – the next couple games are the Browns. The, the, yeah, Browns, the next the few games. The Cardinals are a legit team. But after that, we have the football team, the Eagles, and then the Steelers. I, I, the Steelers aren't a threat to me. They nearly lost to, to the – to the Broncos without their starting quarterback and without Vaughn Miller. So, oh, yeah, and I had money on that game, too. I, I had the Steelers minus, uh, what, it was wow. minus six and a half <laughs> or something like that. And I was – So, yeah, you were Steelers, stressing out. They had, well, they had the ball at, like, the 25-yard line of the other team. Like, they were – they could have kicked a field goal and, like, secured the game even more. And I was like, I was just yelling at the screen. Mm-hmm. I'm like – don't they know what the spread is? Don't they know what the spread is? What they, what and then like, they were walking onto the field with 30 seconds left, shaking hands. I'm like, there's still time. There's still time. Call the time out. <laughs> Lost five bucks, but, you know, no biggie. Uh, you know how we do uh, it. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, so we got the Seahawks game, and then we're home for the – we're actually home for the Browns, Giants, Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You can win all three of those games. Yes. With the Seahawks, five and one. I think you're looking at if we go in, if we beat the Seahawks, that would be amazing mm-hmm. to win that away game. I think what needs to happen is the defense needs to play like it did against the Rams, and the offense needs to play like it did in the third and fourth quarter for that to happen. Though mm-hmm. they're gonna have to they're gonna have to find a way to move the ball early because if they keep yeah. up, if slow starts it's, become a characteristic mm-hmm. of this Cowboys team in 2020, this is like last year with the Green Bay, uh, the Vikings game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then they start letting Dak just air it out, and then he pulls us back in the game. See, my only concern is they, they force-feed Zeke, and Seattle does everything they can to stop Zeke, and they keep force-feeding Zeke, even though we have like good one-on-one matchups on the receivers. And then that's how we fall into the hole. Mm-hmm. But, um, if, but if Zeke gets going, and we can keep Russell Wilson off the field, that would be amazing. Like, like, like we, that's how we could win. That's how I don't know if the Cowboys could win another shootout. Yeah. That's going to be hard. That's how this team wins games. And that's how they've won games for yeah. as long as Zeke and Dak have been there. It's been, these. it's been that was nine this minutes. strategy drives. in 2016 to 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What they need is like, what they need to do is right off the start of the first quarter, if they get the ball first, they need to fire mm-hmm. off an, seven, eight, nine-minute drive that ends yes. on score. Even if mm-hmm. it's just three points, that seven, eight, nine minutes is perfect. You're going to keep Russell that Wilson cold. Be, that would be a perfect start the to the field. game. And then you're looking at a team in the Cowboys that can just keep grinding the clock if they get that opportunity. And then – If I the mean, defense I'm, can hold Seattle to under 30 points, we can win. Exactly. That's. I think that's how every week is going to end up being. It's going to be, can yeah. we hold this team – to under 30 points can we hold them to you know not do what they really want to do because I think the reason why Seattle was moving the ball on the Patriots from what I was watching it was those they were just connecting with passes down the middle of the yeah. field, connecting with passes down the sideline these plays well, that aren't Russell Wilson didn't play perfect play. he started the game off with a pick six too exactly and it was really yeah it was really like it was really odd because the Cowboys seem to well, do well. He threw it against... high, but the receiver, the sort of caught that. Mm-hmm. But the Cowboys seem to do well against teams. Sorry, that... what were you saying? Yeah, the... when the Cowboys throw um, 
different defenses at other teams, when they throw different looks at other teams, uh, it seems to mess with the other team's mental game. It seems to mess with their whole um, shtick. It, it, like, yeah. If they can throw a team off of what they're normally doing, then the Cowboys can win. Because the Cowboys' defense over the past few years, and pretty much as long as Jason Garrett was around, it was never a shut a team down, keep them to under 10 points kind of defense. It was always Except like for a, 2018. Except for that's 2018. That's true. That's true. It was a good team. But the Cowboys' yeah. defenses have generally, generally been a little bit yeah. pushy. They'll get pushed back. Mm-hmm. And what's worse to me is in that, especially that um, – that first game against the Rams was third downs were terrible. Ah, oh, yeah, we could we couldn't stop on third downs uh, well Sunday either. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's what annoys me because you're it's, and it's not the, like third and ones. These are third and eights, third and third nines. and fives, third and six. And then they give up like a like a guy's wide open like by the first down marker, and the person's five yards off. It's the worst. Like, what are you doing? It feels like teams are just toying with my emotions. <laughs> I, it's what that sort of feels like, yeah. I am interested to see because if the way the season pans out as the Cowboys are right now, we're going to have to ask Dak to pretty much John Elway this team to a Super Bowl and that he's going to have to put up 40 points a game with a terrible defense. That's the one thing. Contract. The one thing, yeah. The one thing that makes me a little optimistic is that I'd say around week six we're going to get uh, – I think Sean Lee, or after week six, Sean Lee, Leighton Vanderesh, and Randy Gregory all going to come back. Oh, yeah. There we go. Then we're going to have a little bit of a defense going. That, that might be something because Jalen Smith is not looking like a great linebacker mm-hmm. right now. They need to use him for blitzes more. I don't understand why they don't use him as a pass rusher. That'll be such a pivotal part of the season, too, because that'll mm-hmm. be, what, around week – Week six, around Washington. Week six, seven, yeah. Divisional games. Yeah, when we get deeper into that divisional game, Mm because no matter how bad the Eagles look, no matter how bad the Giants look, no matter how bad Washington looks, whenever the Cowboys play them, I get nervous. Yeah. It doesn't matter how bad they are, especially if it's prime time. Like, it's the Eagles on Sunday night. It's the Giants at 325. (laughs) Um, These these are games that are winnable, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. But – at the same time, it it seems like it seems like a Cowboys thing to do to crumble against an inferior Eagles team or crumble against an inferior Giants team. Yeah, I, that's that's what they always end up doing. That's what happened last year. I was at that game against uh, the Eagles. Oh. We should have beat them, and you then they the played terrible. The yeah, that was ugly. Did you wear a Cowboys jersey? No. <laughs> <laughs> what did you wear? I was in. Would you show I wore like game? a I wore a DePaul sweatshirt, smart, like smart. a neutral. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, so I want to hear your uh, prediction on the Cowboys uh, record. Oh, my prediction on the Cowboys yeah. record. I'm just going to go down mm-hmm. this real quick. Go down this. All right. So the Seahawks, I think it's going to be a win. I think they can be okay. find a way to pull that out. I think they beat the Browns and the Giants. I think they lose to the Cardinals on Monday night. Uh, That'd be okay. what, four and two. Mm-hmm. And I think they beat Washington. I think they beat Philly. And I think they beat the Steelers, so that's around seven and two, mm-hmm. and then I think they lose to the Vikings, they beat Washington, and they lose to the Ravens. So I think then they're going to be eight and five, eight. and then no eight and four, eight and four, and then they're going to have the Bengals, 49ers, Eagles, Giants to close out the season. So I think three and one is very possible there. I think eleven and five is the best I see the Cowboys doing this year, 
and then seven and nine is the worst I see him doing this year. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with the, the 11 and five. There's a chance we can scrape out a 12 and four mm-hmm. just because. If they really impress. Uh, if they the really Vikings, impress. The Vikings haven't been playing great. Mm-hmm. And then if the 49ers are still hurt by that time of year, oh, yeah. like they're going to get uh, – the quarterback and like they're gonna get some of the pieces back, but if Nick Bosa is gone for the year and George Kittle's gone for a long mm-hmm. time, that's huge. To so me, I think it really, yeah. Yeah, to me, every single team on their schedule is beatable because every single mm-hmm. team on their schedule has no right to claim, other than the Ravens. And yeah, other than the Ravens, yeah. other than the Ravens, has no right to claim that they are objectively a better team than the Cowboys right now. Yeah, and I think we could catch the Ravens on a Thursday night in December. You oh, is know. this is this Saints 2.0? Is you never know. You can catch them on a cold night in December in Baltimore. You can catch them there, and you can beat them. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's simple as that. Yeah. So that yeah. that's what helps me because the Titans the Titans shut out the Ravens. Cowboys exactly. have a similar type of a run game. Yeah, exactly. We just run yeah. it down the throat, and mm-hmm. so this is going to be about keeping everybody healthy. If yeah, everyone can I'd... stay healthy, then this is going to be a much much better season than what we're hoping for. Yeah, I'm knocking on wood. Every like, oh, when Dak left the field for like a play. Yeah. I I was panicking. Yeah, anytime I see a guy on the ground for like longer than they should be. So like even mm-hmm. if they're sitting there like just kind of like rat taking and like catching a breath or something like nope, that. No, it's, it's terrifying. I yeah. have to look away. I gotta go walk into mm-hmm. the other room, pray they're okay. I, I could barely speaking of looking away, that field goal. I, I could barely watch it. Yeah, I was like, it would be so Cowboys. No, I yeah, to miss the field. I turned, I turned my head around, and then I was like, you know what? I'll just watch it. I'll subject myself to it. Mm-hmm. And I just told myself, I'm like, it's great it's the going. league. It's great the <laughs> league. I'm not worried. It's great the league. Forty six yards. It's easy for him. So like McCarthy's trying to be all like trying to impose his mentality of being aggressive, going for it on fourth down. We're gonna go for it here. Fake punts. Why in God's name did they not try to get any extra yards when they were in field goal position? He, they, the they, yeah, they were scared of fumbling. That stuff. They were scared no, of they, fumbling. They, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's true. No, okay, I yeah, was like, it was weird because the try Falcons one the no CD. Timeouts. Try one the CD. Try one to to Amari. Like one mm-hmm. of those guys is going to be open for like ten more yards. Hey, I say that's just the confidence of Greg Delay. Forty-six yards, that's thirty-six true. Yards, the yards, MVP. makes no difference. Makes no mm-hmm. difference to that man. He's cold. Mm-hmm. We've moved on from Brett the threat. We now have Greg the leg. Mm-hmm. So, it feels weird having a kicker. Yeah. What? It, I feel like um, I the feel last like time was Dan Bailey. Beginning was too early 2017 with Dan Bailey before he got hurt. Mm, must love the Dan Bailey. I love that man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost got myself a Dan Bailey jersey. Oh, good thing you didn't. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it would have been a funny one to have. I only have no, my normal yeah. jersey now, so uh, I might have to get a new jersey sometime. But yeah, no. for, I think I might. Uh, I kind of like getting the the like legacy guys because I don't have to. They, worry they won't about leave the team. Yeah, exactly. I could get maybe I'll get a. I don't want to get a revamp the Witten jersey. Yeah, no, nah, he was too Witten's bad on, on the Raiders right now. Why is he not retired? He was too bad on Monday Night Football. I don't think I could walk around with that jersey on. <laughs> See, Romo is, is good on CBS, so I feel that's fine. True, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get a Des jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what's up? I have a quick question before we're done. 
Um, what team would you root for if you couldn't root for the Cowboys? If you've had no allegiance to the Cowboys, no allegiance to any NFL team, and you could choose one team to root for for this season, who would it be? Okay, I'm going to – oh, for this season. For this okay. season. Hmm. Can I pick one from each conference? Yeah, that works. Okay. So, for the NFC, uh, I this this is actually hard because one of my close friends is a Rams fan, and I have a lot of respect to the Rams. Mm-hmm. I really like what the Rams are doing. I think they're a really good team, like top – five team right now in the NFL. I kind of want to root for the Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because there's a little bit of bias. I share the name of Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. So it's like watching myself like, oh, wow, I threw 300 yards on Sunday. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I like and that. I, I like, I've always, I don't know. I like the story of like worst in the division to first. <laughs> um, okay. As for the, uh, the AFC, um, man, I really wanted the Colts. Want the Colts to do good. Mm. I just I like their offensive line. I've, I've I've been saying it like every year, like oh the Colts have like the best O line in the NFL right now. And now they have a competent quarterback. So yeah, now they, they have a. Yeah, I like that. I like that. See, I'm actually going with the Bears. The Bears. So I've been I've lived in Chicago or yeah. not in Chicago in the suburbs of Chicago my whole life, and. What I've noticed about Bears fans is that they are always loyal. Mm-hmm. They are always delusional about how good their team's going to be. And they're Same as always, Cowboys. And they're always angry about how bad their team is. Their team is always <laughs> terrible, but always amazing at the same time, just like the yep. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But I've never said it before because there's always this hate that comes at me because I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not even like a Packers fan or anything, but they still hate me. I don't know why. I know, right? It's so oh, weird. Like, what, what, what kind of rivalry do the Cowboys Bears have? There really should be no animosity there. And it's not I mean, like we're the Patriots exactly. or we've won anything. It's two organizations living in the past all the time. Exactly. So I'm going for them because I love my man Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I love him so I mean, much. I don't know. This is a little bit. I think of he's a good quarterback. Picking the O and two team. I mean the two and O team. Yeah, they're two and O. They're two and O. Yeah, but yeah. Their fans will tell you that they should be O and two. That's true. <laughs> and, I would also tell people that we should be on too as the Cowboys. So oh yeah, yeah. It all yeah. works out. It all works it out. It does. I'm just a Mitch Trubisky lover. I love oh, him. Oh, you're a big Mitch guy. I love him. I think he's a top. Yeah. I think he's gonna be top quarterback one day. I think he's that good. <laughs> I think they've been. Sli- I think they've been sleeping on him for too long. I saw what he no, was doing I hope, in the fourth I hope quarter against the Lions. For, for the he sake of like, Chicago and the sake of uh, Trubisky, that your prediction turns out true. Because <laughs> at the at the way he's playing right now. Thank you for tuning in to the Doomsday Podcast. Uh, we're going to be playing on Radio of the Bulls Sports. Uh, again, I'm your host, Kyle Worth, joined by Nate Burleson. Uh Have a great evening. All right. See you later.